Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. You got anything for intro? Because, yeah, I didn't come up with it. Yeah, you're looking a little bit tired. Doing all right? Uh, I don't know. I couldn't fall asleep. So after I couldn't fall asleep, I took a NyQuil, but you're supposed to take it before you can't fall asleep. But I did after. Right. Got up a bunch, tossed and turned a bunch. Now I'm droggy. Um, don't you mean groggy? No. Droggy. I mean drowsy and groggy. Thus, droggy. You can't just make up a word. It's groggy. No, I can make up a word. I'm a millennial. I throw two words together to form a new word and then act like you're stupid because you don't know the new word that I just made up. That's called millennial. Droggy. Drowsy, groggy. Droggy. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation. I mean, I would talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. Hello, everyone. I promise I will wake up. I'm here. I'm ready. Yay. I'm ready. I just keep saying it. Good I'm ready. Good for you. <laughs> so we got a show planned <laughs> you today. You hyping yourself up? I am. I'm hyped up. We got to, we're going to talk about sports. I love talking about sports and finance. They work so well together. They really do. Did you uh, hear what happened today? In the land of sports. Can you be more specific? College basketball. Um, Michigan basketball. Well, actually, technically, it's not college basketball anymore. It's professional. Did John Beeline get fired? He gone. That's so stupid. I don't know that he necessarily got fired. He, The headline that I read said he walked away. You know, and everyone's <laughs> displeased with him. And I looked this up the other day when they said that he might be gone. They're they're fourteen and forty right mm-hmm. now. And last year they do you know how many games they won last year? I have no idea. I don't follow 19. them. Nineteen. I mean, I don't like them, so nineteen. So I thought about it. I'm like, well, how many games do they have left? <clears throat> so when you do the math, they went last year they won about um or it doesn't matter. This year they're winning about one out of every four. Okay. Okay. And they have twenty eight games left after the all star break. Okay. That means they're on pace to win seven more games. That'd be 21. That's called, my friends, an improvement from where they were last year. Right. But, interesting um, that you brought that up because I actually used this as an example um, this week with a couple about Hmm. finance. Okay. Because what's happened, or from at least what I see, I mean, I wasn't happy when Beeline left Michigan. No, I liked him. He took us from obscureness and the dweller of the Big Ten to two national title games, right. a couple Final Fours, you know, uh, six tournaments in seven years. 
Yeah, I was like, you got to be kidding me. You're leaving and you're going to Ohio? Seriously? Right. Yeah, thanks, Greg Madison. Cavaliers stink. Right. That was my sentiments exactly. But what he did, you know, they thought that they've got these young players and that he might come in and bring the college mentality of teaching and it would help bring the young players. But, you know, they gave up on him. Right. And... The analogy, and I don't have time to go in the whole thing, and I don't remember exactly how it fit in at the time, but was that's what happens sometimes in finance. Mm-hmm. That we buy into something. If we take more risk... See, there's this thought in finance. It's the way I was trained. That as an advisor, we need to help you take the amount of risk, not that you're comfortable necessarily taking. Right. That you can afford to take. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when you do a risk tolerance questionnaire, to this day, it asks questions like, um, you know, uh, how, how much assets do you have? What's your um, investment experience? Uh, how long do you withdraw? Are you going to rely on them heavily, somewhat, you know, or, or medium or whatever, the, however they word it? Right. Those things don't have anything to do with how much loss you're comfortable seeing. They're making an injection on and a projection on how much risk can you afford to take based on your asset and based on your um, level of experiences? Right. And so this whole thing, help people take them on risk they can afford to take, not necessarily they're comfortable taking. Right. But here's the problem, is when things go bad, you kind of throw in the towel and you give up hope that it's going to come back because sometimes negative breeds negative. Correct. So, you know, I, I think that's a good segue into you've got to be careful on the amount of risk you're taking, not necessarily because of how much risk you can afford to take, but more specifically, how much risk you're comfortable taking. Right. Um, so we were going to talk about today, tell me what we've, we've had this subject. You and I have talked about it. We've talked about this a lot, not on the radio, but we've been at dinners. We've been, I mean, a number of social settings where we've talked about this in a group. Right. I mean, it's basically talking about an it's going to be talked about probably again with this next debate coming up, but CEOs and how much they make and how it's not fair that they make so much more than the rest of their employees. Mm -hmm. And basically, basically the top tier is stealing from everybody else and it's not fair and they should give everybody a raise. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody started in the media. Or how about the CEO pay as a percentage of... The average wage in the company. Right. Or Or even sometimes I've seen the minimum wage in the company. Right. I mean, on that note, I'm going to ask everyone a question. Do you know of any minimum wage job, occupation, service, that when it was created, somebody goes, I can't wait to see the impact it's going to make on people's lives when they can work at this end, like this beginning job and pay their way through college or whatever it is. Like when Ray Kroc invented he didn't invent McDonald's kind of bought McDonald's but kind of perfected the system yeah they actually he they had the system he perfected the idea to implant that system here and here and there and all you know whew, widespread do you think he ever thought of the the fry flipper position going wow when you think about all the people that are going to flip fries at McDonald's Look at the economic opportunities that we're creating by the fry flipper position. No. I don't if think so. If they could find some way to have it done by robots, they would. Well... Because it's cheaper. But I, I just think any position that's 
minimum wage is not meant to be your entire life. It was never meant to be an... It was meant to be a stepping stone. Correct. Or maybe, yeah, it, it wasn't designed to put your kids or yourself through college. It's meant to give you experience to then move ahead. Right. So you and I, we started looking at and have been talking about athletes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we're coming up on our first break. Oddly enough, that seems fast. But something hit us here, I don't know, a month ago, six weeks ago, maybe even two months ago. Right. I don't remember if it was you, whether it was me. But we asked a question because here's the complaint people have about that CEO position, right? Mm-hmm. How is it conscionable that the CEO can make $45 million or whatever it is, and then the low-level employee can make 25000 Right. They can make a 1,000 times more than the low-level employee. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, one of us asked, well, wait a minute. If you look at it, professional sports... LeBron James makes $35 million. Actually, I think we looked it up. It's like 34 point something million dollars. Close enough. Yeah. And what does the guy or the gal who's serving the... Soft drinks. Soft drinks. Pretty sure that's probably a minimum wage employment job. Correct. Maybe if they're lucky, $10 an hour. And why is it that no one has a problem with that? It's a good question. You've got, in sports, we idolize. And obviously, I enjoy sports. I encourage sports. I think it's a good thing. I think it teaches lessons that are hard to learn elsewhere in life. Mm -hmm. But yet, we glorify the athletes to where we have no problem that they make millions upon millions. Right. And I'm not saying they shouldn't, just so you know. But when have you ever heard somebody go, you know the problem I have is that LeBron makes this much But the hot dog guy, boy, is he getting it handed to him. Right. Let's take a quick break. We're going to dive more into today. We're going to dive into that. We're going to dive into, I think it's going to surprise you. When you see, when you think about business this way, look at some of the biggest CEOs, some of the biggest companies. We're going to make the assumption that if the company is the 10th largest in the world, as an example, that that CEO is probably in the top 10, 15, 20 of their field. Correct. And we're going to compare that, though, these salaries and wages to athletes. And we're going to see a pretty striking resemblance. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. United Airlines makes it easy to fly from Muskegon County Airport with a travel-friendly schedule and competitive airfares. Haven't flown from Muskegon in a while? Fly locally with a short commute and parking located just steps from the terminal. Check-in and security lines are never more than 50 passengers per flight. At the end of your trip, get your bags quickly and be home in no time. Flights depart daily at 6.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Starting mid-February, the evening flight arrives at 11.20 p.m. to maximize return flight options from most locations. It pays to check Muskegon first at united.com. Welcome back, everybody, to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. Before we dive into this, you can join us on Twitter. Guess how many followers we have now? How many? 103. 
So last week we said you may be 103, but if you haven't joined and friended, what would that be? Followed us. <laughs> Followed us on Twitter at Fireproof Show. Maybe you can be number 104. Or even 105. <gasps> there you go. So we have a special prize for 105. I don't check it enough to be able to do that. <laughs> so no prize for you. Right. So today, let's stay on track. Today we're talking about what? Highest paid NBA players versus CEOs of large companies. So and quite frankly, before we dive into this, this all got started because I said it irritates me that people get mad about this. Mm-hmm. And the reason that it irritates me is being a small business owner or part of a family that started a business, a lot of these corporations have started somewhere. Right. And when they started, did the employees who worked the counter, say at Walmart, get paid their hourly rate what you, what? during the day? Did they get their, their paycheck? Yes. And did they work their eight hours a day? Of course. Right. To start something like that, guess who probably didn't take a paycheck, mm-hmm. got up and was at work four hours before the place opened and stayed until four or five hours after. Right. And Whatever. then if there was a problem, guess who gets the phone call? So these people put in a significant amount of time to start said company that now all of these people work for right? without mm. compensation because that's what it takes to get to that. Well, but then we talked about, <clears throat> the example I used was, say, Procter & Gamble. And it's the ginormous. Pro- and the Procter & Gamble CEO didn't start the company. Correct. They're now a few generations removed. And so we, we started Googling it and we started looking at you know what the top salaries were and they can be a hundred million dollars with all of the compensation. That is a significant outlier, by the way. Yes, and they tend to go down very quickly. Well, I guess it's uh, it's all perspective. You know, number one it can be as high as one hundred eight million, and it goes down to twenty million by the time we get to number fifteen. Correct. But it jumps pretty <clears throat> significantly from one hundred and eight down to sixty five, down to forty four, and then basically averages out mid twenties. So million. <laughs> Let's look at some, you know, here's one of the things that we assumed, right? <clears throat> so we looked up top company, top largest companies in the world. I think they gave the top 20. So as an example, AT&T. Yes. This is, by the way, this is from careeraddict.com. Biggest companies. AT&T, number 12. Uh, Citigroup. 14. What's another one we saw? Microsoft. Yep. 16. Um, I think uh, Verizon is on here somewhere. 20. And then we go to the highest mm-hmm. paid. I think we see it right here. Uh, Microsoft CEOs making so Microsoft was what on the list? Uh, I think it was in somewhere in the range of the tens. Let's see. Oh, sixteen. There it is, sixteen. So, do you think it's a fair assumption to say, all right, Microsoft's the sixteenth largest company in the world? And therefore, their CEO is probably top 16. In her field. In the field. Yes. So. uh, And I say her because I'm going to butcher the name, but it's Satya something that sounds like a female. (laughs) Why'd you add that I? It's just Satya. I'm assuming it's a long A, so it's Satya. Uh, But anyway, continue. So getting paid $26 million. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, what do they, they bring it here? 154 times the median employee salary. Correct. But here's what I thought would be interesting. So Microsoft is the 16th largest in the world. She's the sixth highest paid person. Yes. But what does the sixth highest paid person in the NBA get? Well, 
Here we go. Believe it or not, you know what I was surprised? LeBron James isn't at the top of the list. Right. Three people tied for number four. It is... John Wall of the Washington Wizards. James Harden of the Houston Rockets. Kevin Durant, Brooklyn Nets. What's their salary? You're scrolling too fast, but $38,199,000. They're tied for fourth, which means it's all the same. Correct. (laughs) So, in basketball, six best would be getting, or six highest, $38 million. Now, I'll bet you that's 164 times the average paid person working in the concession stand. At least, yes. Because we found that. Now, this is what? Gillette Stadium? Gillette Stadium, yes. What, what sport's that for? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure it's for multiple sports, but I don't know where Gillette is. I, I don't can... know. Oh, it's the craft group, though. Is this? Are we that naive? Is this where Tom Brady plays? <laughs> Maybe. But Anyways. while you're looking it up, what do club concessions make hourly? And this is based on glassdoor.com. Right. 12 to $13 an hour. So if... And, and I don't think they get to work full time. <laughs> we are that naive. It is the Patriots oh, Stadium. Boy, we are stupid. <laughs> All right. So 40 hours a week, $12 an hour. I'm going to round up. That's $500 a week. Correct. If for some reason Robert Kraft hires them... Throughout the year. That's per week. There's 50 weeks. Yep. It's a $26,000 paycheck. Right. Okay. So let's go back to our $38,199,000. Divide that by what they say that the... Uh, 12 by, to 13. Microsoft. Oh. 154, the average pay. Divide that by 154. Uh, that would be... That, so that would be telling us. Here's what it tells us. So, Microsoft person is making 150 times more than the median worker. Mm-hmm. Now, I just took with Gillette probably a low worker. Correct. But this is still probably 10, this number that I just got by doing that, still 10 times more. Than what the CEO of Microsoft. No, 10 times more than what that. Right. The Sorry, what the number fly is. flipper would be making. Right. If I use the NBA pay. So why is it this is okay? And, and again, I'm not saying, you know, when I look at these athletes, they are the best at what they do. They are the best in the world, in their field, their craft. Correct. So you can say they're overpaid, but yet you keep going and watching. Right. So you really don't think they're overpaid. You don't have a problem with paying $15 for a thing of nachos. But yet a CEO gets paid this much. And it's, well, it's at the backs of everybody below him. Right. So is LeBron James making his money despite or on because of, on the back of, the guy handing out the, the hot dogs going up and down the aisle? I mean, theoretically, some of his salary comes from that. I, I absolutely, di- I'm not saying you're wrong, but I absolutely disagree that you're saying that it, you could legitimately believe that LeBron's getting paid because of the hard work that the beer guy is doing. Right. But yet, when it comes to Microsoft, it's this person stealing money from the, the code people that are punching in code. Right. Or that from the security guard who's making you know $13 an hour. Right. That somehow this person only is getting this compensation. Because, because everybody guy, else is working. Because the guy sweeping the floors isn't getting paid enough. They're flying to Bora Bora every other week because of the guy sleeping, sweeping the floor. Now, here's an even better question. What do you think? And, well, 
I just ruined it because I was going to ask you a question and then I brought it up. Right. So number, if we look at top 100 CEOs, what's the number 100? Mr. Paul D. Donahue is making what per year? It's all the way to the left. $4.4 million. Now, on the right is in millions. That's what they made. Uh, Total? Last year, which that doesn't look right. I must be doing that wrong because that's saying an increase. But look at this. Well, I think it's just they messed that up. Look at this one. This guy right here, one ahead, was making $20 million, now making $5 million. Right. Hmm. wonder why. I guess the point is, we go, I don't want to get lost in this. Point is, $4.5 million of compensation. It's good. It's nice. Right. I get it. When we come back, what do you think the top 100 basketball player, if I take the 100th basketball player, what are they making? More or less? It's less? a rhetorical question. I know. I figured. You how already about, know. How about we take a break? Yes. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. Today, we're talking about sports and all sports because we're basically on a lot of sports channels. Mm-hmm. No, but we are talking about finance. We're talking about... Yes. Do our athletes get paid on the backs of those... That sell the nachos. Yeah. Or that clip the 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 tickets. I mean, look at this. Blake Griffin Who? plays for the Pistons and we're <laughs> terrible. We we're, can't even fill half a stadium. We're horrible. And the he guy, still takes home almost $35 million our, a year. Our beer servers can't even find people to sell beer to. The stadium is <laughs> so empty. Right. So, top 100. If I go... So, we found this on ESPN.com. It was really simple. Right. Go to NBA and salaries. Right. So, the, the salaries start at nosebleed levels, just like it does for CEOs, okay? Correct. But here's the deal. Get to number one. Hundred. What's the salary? Thirteen million. Thirteen million. Now let's be careful. Let's be careful. Now you're starting to sound like Bernie Sanders. Oh no. Um. Oh, I got a funny joke about that. I hope we have time. Are we saying they're paid too much? No. No. I can't run up and down a court and slam dunk it. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. No idea who that is, and he plays for know. the Charlotte. Hornets. You say Charlotte? That's what it says right there. I say Charlotte. Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> there was a Charlotte by where I grew up. Okay. But cool. My gut or my assumption here is you're getting paid that much because you're worth that much. Right. Free markets dictated that. He's not making that because the guy sweeping the floors, though, is doing it, not getting paid enough. Right. He's one of the best in the world at what he does. Right. Why wouldn't he get paid that much? Let's put it this way. If I found the the, the top 100, the 100th best corporate attorney, I'm using corporate because I'm thinking bigger, right? Right. In the world, because I'm guessing Michael Kidd Gilchrist is the top 100 basketball player-ish. 
in the world. Right. So if I found the top 100 attorney in the world, would, would her salary not be a nosebleed level? Absolutely. If I found the top 100th surgeon in the world, Oh, period. you better bet they're going to be making millions of dollars. How about top 100th educator in the world? Yes. How about top 100th, um, I had another one, um, architect? Absolutely. How about top 100 cartoonist? Yes. No, nah, that one, no. Nope. Pixar. Cartoonist. They Not draw top. stuff. Yeah, but... They're considered a, a cartoonist. Yeah, but they'd probably use, like, number three. You're, for all we know, your uncle might be top 100. I don't know. But, but it's not 13 million. Well, right. It's all in perspective, what you're doing versus what somebody will pay for it. Right. So I'm just saying, all outside of the cartoonist, I was making a joke, it's nosebleed levels. If you're at the top of your craft, if you're one of the best in the world at what you do, of course, you're going to be compensated for that. That doesn't make you bad or evil. That's the reality. It's like the exact same thing as supply and demand. It, it is. The, the second that yes. the supply goes down on it, people demand it more. Guess what you can do? Charge right. more. Right. So I've got one last thing, okay? How long has Bernie Sanders been a senator? A long time. I think since the 80s, isn't it? Yeah, I just looked it up. He got his first taste of politics by being a mayor? Yes. In 1981. So that means he's been in politics for... mm, Just shy of 40 years at this point. I'm going to round up. I'm going to call it 40. Okay? Okay. How long did the Israelites wander Egypt or wander the desert? 40 years. So you're telling me... and, And by the way, did Bernie's ideas did he like just suddenly come up with these is this something that hit him in the last election cycle like oh medicare for all this is a good idea no so he's had him for the whole time 40 years he's had this idea to try to bring social programs in for almost as long as the israelites wandered the desert he still hasn't gotten it done why does our generation think oh this guy's he's fresh he's new he's been doing it for four decades i hate to say it but based on the way he looks on the uh, debate stage he's got one foot in the grave what i don't get though i said this to somebody today i'm like or a few days ago i'm like he's been in politics i thought longer longer than the israelites wandered the desert and he still hasn't figured it out how much more time does he need and what was the response oh they got up and left Really? No, they laughed. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. <laughs> um. They're like, and we're out of here, Mr. Markey. Okay. No, they they laughed. But I did hear one last thing that I think is important with the election cycles being upon us. Right. I had a client today, far leaning right, and he talked about in his church how they didn't talk about uh, one thing was political one thing was about abortions and i forget what the last one is and he wrote his pastors and he told them that you know why when was the last time they prayed for the government and right. prayed for unity right and prayed for our leader and he goes i knew that kind of made them uncomfortable because they're, they're they don't like president trump and you know I thought this was really... I thought it was cool that he said this. I thought it was cool that he shared this story with me. And I thought it was cool that his son said something to him and that he still had the courage to then to repeat it to others. So I want to repeat it to you um, because I haven't told you yet. So he's telling his son this. And his son, like many people listening right now, here's the parent, the grandparent, and and you're way over here and your kids are 
like Ohio. <laughs> like John yes. Beeline going to the NBA whew, out there, right? Right. His son said this, Dad, I agree with you. When was the last time you prayed for Governor Whitmer? Ugh. You know, a little bit of humble pie because as I think about it, and I've, and I've said that same message to a lot of people that like, love, hate who our president is, that's why we get elections every four years. Right. You get to change it if you don't like it. But when they're there, let's support who that is because it's it, it tears people apart and it's tearing families apart. It, it, just, it bothers... Watching relationships get broke up like this bothers me as much as it does when I see money doing it. Correct. But, you know, when he, his, he told me the story of his son saying that, I thought, you know, I've said this. When was the last time I prayed for Governor Whitmer or I prayed for, hey... Let's make that better. So I ask everyone, whoever's going to win is going to win. You get your chance to help whoever you want win, win. You get your chance right now to help others, to help convince others they should vote for that person. But when it's done, whenever it's, it's done, right, November of this year, right, it is who it is. And let's everyone get behind that person. Because if you don't and they go down, the ship goes down with them. Yes, it does. On that note, this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances with Michael and Vanessa Markey. Want to listen to past shows or get in touch with Michael or Vanessa? Head over to twitter.com slash fireproofshow or go to fireproofradio.net. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.